0: one more, one more goddamn time, goddamn time. What is going on, my nerds, geeks, and non-binary dweebs? Welcome back to Nerds Explosion, the weekly podcast. we based on a monthly topic. I nerd out about whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. I'm coming to you live from scenic my bathroom. Now, why am I in my bathroom? You may ask. Because, for some reason, it decided to be 75 degrees in my apartment. So, I opened all the windows, which, you know, is going to create a lot of noise. So, I figured my bathroom is probably the safest place I could record where there's not really that much noise. So, in case this episode sounds kind of weird, you know, that's why I'm currently in my bathroom. But anyway, on to the topic of today's episode. Which Reddit are we going to read through today, Dorian? <laughs> that's right, we're going to read through our slash malicious compliance. Now, what is malicious compliance, you may ask? It's, it's kind of like karma in a way. At least that's how I see it. And if it's one thing I love, it's when people get their just desserts, when people have karma put upon them. Because I, I am a firm believer in karma. Like, if you act like a douche towards people, then you're going to get that same energy back in one way or another. So that's, that's basically what malicious compliance is, but rather than try to explain it fully to you, I'll just read some stories and you'll get the idea. But enough explanation, let's take a journey through r slash malicious compliance. Our first story today comes to us from Zoom Woos. Go to places, and then we'll start the show. A few years ago, I was working as an assistant stage manager at a theater, We had a company meeting before running one of our tech rehearsals, so the whole ensemble as well as designers and other technicians were there. At the end of the company meeting, our director dismissed the designers and asked the ensemble and technicians to, quote, go to places and then we'll start the show. So, I went to my post. I was stationed in an area backstage where I could not see the exact curtains slash doors where the ensemble would appear, so I couldn't exactly tell if there was anyone in place. I trusted, though, that the ensemble would be at their places, as the director himself told them to do so. The pre-show music began, and then it faded along with the lights, meaning the tech rehearsal was about to begin. The lights came up, and nobody came on stage. Over my headset, the stage manager was asking me what was wrong. I told him I didn't know. The director eventually called, Hold, and I came on stage to see what happened. I, of course, told him I had no idea, so I went backstage to see what was wrong. None of the ensembles were at their places backstage, so I went to the green room. They were all sitting there. They weren't busy getting ready, as they were already in costume and makeup during the company meeting. I asked them what was wrong, and they said, "'Oh, you never told us to go to places,' but the director told them himself. I thought to myself, "'Well, yeah, I didn't tell you, but the director himself looked at everyone to tell them to go to the places.' Regardless, I went out to the director to tell him what went wrong. He just said, okay, just go back and tell them to go to places yourself. Remember that they will listen to you first when it comes to running the show. Alright, easy enough. I started to go back to the green room to tell the actors to go to places for the start of the, now, second start of run. And the promptsmaster master comes up to me. She had always been a bit stern, and she was very annoyed that I had, quote, messed this up. She began to lecture me about how this was my job, that I was the one who should notify actors, regardless of the director or other technicians. For context, this was my first time working at this theater. She was about 30 years older than me. Also, as the props master, she had no authority over me. If anything, I was above her. Regardless, she still felt the need to lecture me. She was lecturing me about this for five minutes. I eventually heard over my headset the director and stage manager asking me if we were ready and that I was taking too long. So, in the middle of the props master lecturing me, I just walked away from her. I went to the dream room and told the ensemble to go to places. As I walked by the props master on the way to my post, she looked at me, confused as to how I would just walk away from her. I told her, oh, I was just doing my job. I have to get them to places, right? She didn't talk to me much after that. Now, in high school, I did some stuff with theater. I was never in any actual plays, but I did help sometimes with theater stuff. And let me tell you, actually, I was in a show. I was in this show called Showcase, which there was a story behind it, but it was basically just different numbers that we all sang or whatever. It was a glorified choir concert. There's There's still some drama, you know, getting stuff ready. And the one thing I can't stand is stage moms, you know, those like self-appointed mothers of the cast and crew that feel like they have every word and, you know, who does what. I just I can't stand them like because none of them, they're not in charge at all, but they just have this air about them that they think they're in charge. So, yo, know, I totally get where this person's coming from. Definite good ma- malicious compliance right there. You know, just walk by and be like, oh, I'm just doing my job. Fuck you. <laughs> this next post comes to us from Feathers137. I work at a taco shop, not Taco Bell, known for its little hash brown circles instead of fries. But another thing we're known for is Taco Tuesday. Yesterday was that lovely day. My boss loves to schedule me for all the rushes. The first time we met, he decided he loved me taking orders, and I would not do anything else. We're working with a skeleton crew, but we function astonishingly well. The boss owns a few different locations, and he'll often come in and talk to us about how there's one specific person on drive-thru just for making drinks. I'm normally the only one on the drive-thru, taking orders and dealing with everything at the window, plus anything else I'm tasked with taking care of that day. Like I said, skeleton crew. We're often picking up each other's slack. Anyway... For Lunch Rush, I spent two hours doing nothing but taking orders, so I knew when I came back for dinner, it would only get worse if If only I knew. It was a boring Taco Tuesday, busy as any other and just as many frustrating customers, until we had the local high school drop in. Now normally, one of two people make the schedule, Big Boss Man, BB, and Awesome Boss, AB. For reasons I'm not going to get into. A.B. wasn't available to make the last few weeks, and he's the one that normally keeps an eye on the school sporting events. Our store is the only one in the area open past 7 or 8. So when a sports event happens, everyone comes here, and A.B. tries to schedule extra people for it. That did not happen this week. Instead, B.B. made the schedule and decided I'm good enough. I was not, in fact, good enough. It was a Taco Tuesday and some sport had just ended and the boys seemed to have won by the way they were celebrating, carelessly spilling food everywhere and hanging out everywhere they could inside, leaving me a giant mess to clean up. It took me 20 minutes just to take the orders. No, like I've told everyone else in front of you, we don't have fries. Yes, asking if we have whoppers is so hilarious after the first few guys. It was looking to be your normal group of high school boys, and I just let them be. I have been running back and forth, also taking my drive orders and dealing with those orders. I didn't have enough energy to chit-chat with my regulars for a second. Finally, finally, I get through the group of boys and their coaches, and I'm happy to finally finish customer servicing for a moment. Just as I'm about to take a moment to breathe in some air that doesn't smell like sweat or axe body spray, in walks, I'm going to call him Annoying, Annoying Customer. Now, sure, I've had Karens and the such come in before. I know how to keep my cool and handle those people. This man... Would show me, I still have a long way to go. Hi, welcome to Taco Place. What can we get started for you? Is it Taco Tuesday? Yes, it is, but we recently upped the price a few extra pennies. That's fine. I want three, no cheese, extra everything else. Okay, that'll be, I don't know, it was like six dollars. But it's Taco Tuesday! Yes, sir, but the extra stuff costs a little extra, and then there's another dollar worth of tax... No, no, no. I don't want anything extra. Just no cheese, but extra lettuce and beef. Okay, that's still price. No, 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 no. no, no, no you're, not you're not understanding, understanding me. me. I don't want any cheese. And instead of cheese, I want extra beef and lettuce. Now, I've spent all day betting over backwards to help my coworker and satisfy the customers best I can. But I'd been yelled at. This man lost all chances he had I didn't any help. I understood he meant he wanted extra beef and lettuce in place of the cheese, but even when I substituted it out, those things cost extra! So I take off the extra, give him his new total of three-something, and away he goes, at this point probably thinking he's one. I simply duck into the kitchen. Hey Rose! Rose is our current night manager, and when B.B. and A.B. aren't there, she's in control. Rose had just seen the order come up on her screen, and I could see the three taco shells waiting to be made into tacos. She knew what was coming, since our kitchen was right behind the front register. She had seen me get yelled at. She had seen me almost fall apart trying to handle the giant rush of people by myself before him, and she knew I already had a plan in mind. Give him as little of everything you can without getting in trouble. She nods, and I watch, and the tiniest stoop of beef is set on this taco, and only seven shreds of lettuce sit on top. Honestly, I don't like handing out these types of tacos because I'm like, the customer paid for a taco, we should give him a taco, but not with this man. I felt he was lucky with how much he was getting. I give him the three tacos. I'm expecting him to return to our counter with a plate in a minute, tops. And I'm surprised as I watch him happily enjoy said tacos. Maybe this plan wasn't as satisfying as I hoped. He throws away his trash, and I keep him in the corner of my eye as I do some minor restocking. Then, he's back at the counter. Either he's going to complain, or he's going to order more food. Either way, I see an opportunity falling in my lap. Hi, is everything okay? Yes, I ordered extra stuff for my tacos, and they didn't have the extra. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, sir. We can remake those for you if you've got your receipt. I threw it away. That's a shame, but we really can't do anything without the receipt. The boss gets mad if we give out free food for no reason. He obviously was not happy as he goes digging through the trash for said receipt. He returns and places it in front of me. I look it over knowing exactly what I'll see, but I still wanted to waste a few seconds of his day. I'm sorry, sir, but according to your receipt, you didn't ask for anything extra. Yes, I did. I asked three times. And you yelled at me for how expensive that made your order, so we didn't charge you for them. Because they weren't on the order, the kitchen didn't put them on there. You seem satisfied with that. Then I want a free taco since you messed up my order. At this point, Rose stuck her head out of the kitchen and promptly told him, I'm not making you a free taco. You've yelled at my staff for simply doing their job, and you got what you actually paid for, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you keep causing trouble. He made some stink about calling the boss, but we didn't hear anything that night, and I haven't gone in for my next shift, but I doubt anything will actually happen. There was a... I remember an instance. This might not be exactly the same... But I remember instance when I worked at Coldstone, there was a guy who came up and he got like two ice creams or he got like uh, two. I want to say they were like which is the small size at Coldstone. And he handed me though, him handed me two coupons for like free ice creams. And I tried to put them in, but they were expired. So I told him, like, oh, I'm sorry, this is expired. And he immediately got so pissed off. And I'm like, you know, I tried to offer stuff like I'll take one off. I could do this for you. And he was just super pissed, he talked about calling the owners, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I'm sure you know the owners. This next one is by Bertie Bastard. I got a job as a contractor for a department within British Gas Replacing, all the field marker posts at hedgerows, and cross road crossings that showed the direction of the high-pressure pipelines. A really easy job to do. I mean, it's not an easy thing to talk about, but yeah. Anyway... After the first week, the manager pops out to see us and complains that we are going too fast and making his guys look bad because we are doing three times what they usually do. He asks us to slow down. So for the next four years, we worked two days for them, and then used their van and tools to go do side jobs for various people and earned almost three times what they were paying us, just so the direct labor guys didn't look bad. <laughs> oh, we're going too fast for you? Okay, enjoy less labor. <laughs> This last post comes to us from Razadaza 117 Many years ago, I worked as an engineer repairing retail customer PCs. Our team was small, and there was often times when the amount of PCs needing repair was more than a team could get through during normal hours. In these circumstances, we were allowed voluntary overtime on Saturday and would get time and a half for it. The rules for the overtime were flexible, we could start when we wanted, and finish when we wanted, and would get paid for each full 60 minutes we were clocked in for. Back then, my girlfriend, now wife, used to work until 2pm on a Saturday, so I would go in for 9.30am and leave at 1.30pm, giving me plenty of time to pick her up. This worked out great for everyone, however... The company structure was a little strange with the front facing customer service under the management of one director and the back of the house, including my team, under the management of another and they despised each other, constantly trying to cause each other problems. And of course, the workers were always caught in the middle. One faithful Saturday, I was working and noticed the front facing director walk up, see that I was there and move on without saying anything. I didn't think anything of it and a short while later left at 1.30 as normal. I go in as normal on Monday to find I had a meeting request from my director. Confused, I attended the meeting and found both my director and the front director also there. Turns out the front director had arranged for a customer to bring in their PC for an urgent repair on Saturday, having confirmed I was there to fix it. On-the-spot repairs were very rare, reserved for only the most problematic or highest-spending customers. Me not being there to look at it had caused the customer to have a meltdown in the shop in front of many other customers. Of course, the front director took the opportunity to bring this up with the MD to get one up on my director, leading to the Monday meeting where she was out for my blood. Luckily, as the overtime rules for our department were clear and I followed them, there was no direct action taken against me with my director supporting me however one thing that did come from this was that we lost our flexible overtime from that point on if we wanted to do overtime on a saturday we must be there for the whole day as i wasn't willing to lose my entire saturday overtime stopped it took less than a month for the department's backlog to hit over one hundred units our target was to have less than fifteen at the end of each day i had originally wondered why my director didn't put up a fight when the new rule was set but it didn't take long to see the number of customer service complaints and call waiting times skyrocket all of which was the front director's responsibility not long after my director approached me smiling to let me know that the front director had gone to the m d first to try to force us to do overtime and when that failed begged for the new rule to be removed So, the next Saturday, I was back earning a little extra cash, and that director didn't try to screw around with our hours again. Hell yeah, man, hell yeah, get that overtime. I will say that, you know, if you can earn overtime, definitely earn overtime, and don't let yourself get screwed on overtime, because, you know, overtime, you know, that's where you can make a a good chunk of money, so, definitely, you know, examine it carefully, if, you're getting overtime because you know you don't want to get screwed on that. That's a lot of money you could be earning. All right, I think that's gonna do it for r slash malicious compliance. I definitely enjoyed reading these. It's I think malicious compliance is probably my favorite Reddit to read through besides Am I the Asshole, which I think that'll be the episode for the last episode for Reddit month. I'll just read through Am I the Asshole again because you know it's a really good Reddit and there's always really good stories and it's always fun to judge people on the internet <laughs> but yeah that's gonna do it for this episode uh, let me know what which of these you guys enjoyed or if there's any reddits that you want me to read through in the future let me know on social media. the link tree will be in the description with all my different social medias like Instagram Twitter just find me anywhere you can let me know you can talk to me anywhere Also in the description, there's always the link to support this podcast. If you like what I do, consider supporting this podcast today. It really helps me out, and, you know, I can afford to do this better, and maybe some extra money, you know, I can do my cats and treats, who knows. Uh, New episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you're liking, subscribing, you know, notifications, you know, just do whatever. Ring that notification bell, guys. Uh, Speaking of notification bells, I also put video versions up on my YouTube, SuperCam64, so go check it out there if you're into... Listening on podcasts on YouTube. But with that being said, that's do it for this episode. I hope you guys are doing positive things out there. I hope you guys stay hydrated. You know, drink plenty of water. Seriously, hydration is important. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a lovely morning, day, night, whatever you're listening to this. And as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Nerd.